this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and best friend, my number one fan, Derek. And you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist. Ashley, when the hell are we this week? 1990! For only a few more weeks. Now that we're past T-Day, it's time to deck those halls and malls with so much tinsel, tassel, and mistletoe that you think Kris Kringle is Derek's daddy. <laughs> anyway, it's never too early to start making your Christmas list. So we've got a few gift ideas for you. Ooh. We're into writing because we get to look this great. Well, <laughs> Swing that fringe. Wow. Western fun Barbie and What a gorgeous pair. Where is Barbie? It's now. It's new. It's the Barbie Girl bubble necklace. Cool. Barbies. Ooh, country Barbie sounds like the perfect gift for someone we know. But here's one more. It's Batman, like you've never seen him before. Wow. Hey, Joker, a battery surprise. Miss me, Batman. That jet wings out fire. I never run out of tricks. You'll need them. <laughs> Batman, the Dark Knight collection, each sold separately. <laughs> so is it time for Batman to meet Barbie? I don't know. Which, um, which, that's that's a creepy question, Ash. Ash to ask, <laughs> Ashley. To Ashley. Uh, Ash to Ashley. <laughs> to, oh, yeah. <laughs> Ashley Askley, um, Barbie or Batman? What do y'all want? You have to pick one. I want the country western. Of course. Wow. Or that, the, yeah, the country western norms. Batman. <laughs> well, maybe Batman in that fringe. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> She's got like a, with her fringe. Yeah. She has a jacket with swinging fringe. It's pretty cool. So <laughs> those are great ideas. Um, we'll consider them for our lists. More on that next week. For now, let's um let's find out what is showing at the theaters this week, Ashley. All right. So we could continue this like plucky kid versus criminal trend with something called Diamond's Edge. But from the looks of it, it might have actually been made by eight-year-olds or infants or like really dumb adults. Do you eh? want to describe the poster? Oh gosh, you sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like this little kid detective. It looks like Dick Tracy kind of in a big suit, but a kid. And then it's just some shitty like diamonds with like image clips at the bottom. And it says one kid, lots of crooks, loads of trouble. Mm. As a professional graphic designer, does this um, <laughs> Looks like shit. your standard? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's a, and that hat's way too big. Yeah. So. His whole outfit's too big. You know, yeah. okay. no one's going to believe him. Let's pass on that. What else do we got? All right. So in that case, how do you feel about a movie where totally not crazy Kathy Bates takes a writer into her care after he gets into a bad car accident and she definitely doesn't trap him and do things you'll never forget to his ankles? Oh, it sounds very charming. Actually. <laughs> um, let, it's a yeah, let's, let's go see that. What's it cool. called? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. Okay, cool. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle of nowhere. America's number one author just met his number one fan. I think old Sheldon might be in some kind of trouble. Don't even think about anybody coming for you. Directed by Rob Reiner. From the novel by Stephen King. Trust me, it's for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Rated R. Starts Friday, November 30th at select theaters.
I've got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So we just got out of a very tense screening of Misery. Um, everyone was on the edge of their seats. Everyone was turning a little green or blue or whatever color um, you want to imagine at the time mm. uh, for a few key moments of the movie. Uh, yeah. Rather than explain too much or go into too many details just yet, I just kind of wanted to see how y'all are doing what was your what was your immediate reaction to this uh disturbing movie uh ouch 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 holy shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough to watch i mean it was really it was very good it was a wonderful movie and kathy bates is incredible but fuck i didn't i don't know uh <laughs> this is your first time seeing it yeah yeah lots of words for sure yeah, well, this movie has a reputation, obviously. So Ashley hadn't seen it before. Um, and it's always cool to travel back to t in time to see it with audiences who have never seen it before. But we're like alien imposters from the future. So we <laughs> typically know more than the audience. But Ashley was basically going in relatively yeah. cold. Um, mm -hmm. You knew probably about, you know, the, the ankle scene. Correct? I know it happens, but I uh -oh. never saw it. Yeah, we're gonna talk more. We're gonna save that. <laughs> I feel like you could feel. I feel like you could like feel people sweating in the audience. So yeah, yeah, exactly, and see them. And Derek's still um, first firing, from what I can tell. Yeah, it's like uh, he's wearing that leather outfit again. Yeah, yeah it's all that <laughs> all that French. Um, <laughs> it was just shivering left and right the whole the whole movie. A little distracting. So, Derek, you had seen this before or no? Yeah, I, I had seen it before. Uh, maybe as a teenager okay yeah i don't remember a lot of it but obviously the other the other things. thing the other thing most people know about this movie aside from that one scene is just kathy bates um it's kind of her most iconic role and her she plays a character called annie wilkes the number one fan of the james con writer character who uh just paul basic, sheldon yeah paul sheldon um the basic setup of the movie is that he's just finished his latest romance novel, um, which he's begrudgingly what? Not oh true. no, you're yeah, you're right. It wasn't a romance novel. No, it was a yeah. novel about like growing up on the streets. Yeah, yeah. So he just finished the novel that he was writing to break out of the romance genre, which is what he's made his uh, fortune, his minor, major, uh, medium level fortune on these uh, misery novels uh, misery is the name of the main character so he finished a book that he's actually proud of um and is leaving the most like treacherous unplowed <laughs> snow-covered road i've ever seen someone drive a 66 mustang on mm -hmm. um or whatever year it was a classic you're right mustang. it's 66 oh wow um yeah. probably this that's a car guy over here that's yeah. like a stephen <laughs> king ism uh this is uh Stephen King adaptation, of course. Drew just got a car, I, so he knows all cars now. Yeah, yeah. 99 <laughs> RAV4. So um, a few years ahead of our time period. I could have just picked up one while we were back in 1990. But Ooh, yeah. anyway, I don't know. that. Would you have been driving on that road? No. Kind of inconsequential, but it was... It, it looked was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it looked fine. It looked okay until he just went right off the fucking cliff. Well, it was no, it was it was already was covered like in snow, and, and then like... there was a blizzard happening on top of the like snowpack that was already there. I don't think his car would have even moved on that 
on those yeah. roads but it's like the the um road that you take up to the overlook hotel on the shining but he was mm-hmm. going down it um so there's no I, the only reason i wanted to get into that is because there's no is there any suspicion that she um somehow caused him to crash no okay so she's just he mentioned something about watching him but she definitely didn't cause it she was probably following him yeah she was following him i think it's just like an opportunist thing like i feel like he's in a shitty car let me just check it out she's probably been following him for the weeks he was there so yeah just waiting right which which she admits as much yeah she's like knows his routines knows that he comes there every time he's finishing a novel Mm -hmm. um goes to this one hotel he's very superstitious and so when his car careens off the road um, and flips and he's incapacitated, she uh, crowbars open the door and then just, you know, tosses him on her just back. Just casually just throws <laughs> it on her shoulder, her shoulder. And, and hikes back through the snow to her um, remote uh, farm cottage or farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I mean, the setup was was really economical. This all happens in like the first five or ten minutes of the movie. Um, we know exactly where, you know, what point in the story he he is like in terms of his own he's very happy he's got like his manuscript and um actually you obviously knew she was gonna turn evil but like how long if you could imagine like you were watching this movie like did did it fool you for any amount of time that she was gonna like that her story made sense i think as soon as someone says like i'm your number one fan you're in trouble yeah <laughs> so like that's the, and that was like the first thing she said as he was coming out of like basically getting that terrible accident he like, comes to her and she's like i'm your number one fan i was like nope it's over he's over yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty much the sign <laughs> yeah i guess the movie wouldn't exist if it wasn't gonna go in that dark direction but what's so good about her performance is that she's kind of playing this this character with uh, bipolar uh, diagnosis or just wild mood swings and mm-hmm. she's also psychopathic and uh, lives but, by herself uh, yeah where with her pig herself. the cutest pig in the whole world named misery of course um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but she does a good job at first of like i don't know if you're if you're projecting yourself into the jane into the paul sheldon yeah. character he wasn't suspicious right away and I think it would take me a while too. It'd be like, oh wow, yeah. she's taking care of me. Like she really likes my novels. Like that's cool, whatever. And then it gets a little. Yeah. So messy. like, not to rehash this every week, but like we are watching the movie as savvy, you know, audience members, knowing something about like knowing that it's a movie and it's going to need to take these dramatic turns. But if you're empathizing with his character, you know, you just gotten this dramatic he's really thrilled yeah that someone with nursing skills yeah uh, uh, redo that there was some glitches on my side where starting where <clears throat> um just go back like a few sentences okay <laughs> <laughs> um if you're projecting yourself into paul sheldon's shoes um and broken feet and broken legs and and um, broken face then you'd be really happy that someone with nursing experience, mm-hmm. someone who, uh, I don't know, just like wants to genuinely take care of you is the coincidentally, the person who found you near death and, and is going to nurse you back to life. And you'd be really grateful. Yeah. Um, 
but quickly he realizes that there's more <laughs> more at play than that i mean she starts telling him at first that like the phone lines are down the roads aren't clear the roads aren't clear but she's driving in and out and she's like well it's just the phones at the house um he starts to get some pretty clear warning signs yeah. uh, that something is is amiss and uh let's play one of the first clips where she lo- like she oh, no. you know drops her cool demeanor and slips and lets the facade slip um because that showcases the range that kathy bates is displaying in this movie here's an old dirty birdie slipped away she didn't just slip away you did it 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 you murdered my misery oof i thought you were good paul but you're not good you're just another lying old dirty birdie. Odd. And I don't think I better be Ugh. around you for a while. Again, goosebumps, dude. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> <Shit's> creepy. <laughs> I yeah, I was re-watching a bunch of clips. Oh. And one of the creepiest scenes um is, and we don't want to jump too far ahead yet, but when the sheriff comes later in the movie and she's like Oh, the... offering him coffee or yeah. offering him a drink and then yeah when they're both looking out from around the <laughs> oh i think any hallway scene is creepy like yeah. when it's done correctly or it's like he's like looking back at her and she like looks back at him and he like comes back in she comes back out and you're like okay good okay 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 that could be a good rank the blank we need because there was that scene in creepy hallway in uh exorcist three that was yeah. like the best scene in the whole movie Oof. Um, there's probably yeah. probably lots of them the shining so there's a lot yeah yeah true um uh, child's play too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Evoking the shining. What did you think actually of this whole, like, um, I don't know, the, like the setup of the movie as just these two people in a house, like were, were you entertained the whole time? Did it, did it seem like, you know, is this what you want out of a, a, a thriller? Well, I was worried when I first saw the opening credits, I was like, oh, there's like five people mentioned in the movie. And I was like, oh, it's going to be basically them two the whole time. And so I was like, hope we don't get bored. And I was kind of worried about that. But no, they held my attention the entire time. Like, I wasn't bored at all. It could have been like another 30 minutes long. Like, yeah, I really got immersed in like their characters and like the development. And I that's the one thing about horror movies I typically don't like because they'll just like talk about like a character for like 10 minutes or whatever. And you kind of know the character, but not fully that well. But these you like completely know the characters and you're like just like on the edge of your seat the whole time yeah so. you get like did you did you like him or does it matter if you like him or not what was your impression of the paul sheldon character played by james con he was okay yeah <laughs> i mean i wasn't like oh he's like such a sweet guy he's just like a, a person that's like kind of famous but not like super famous and i think he i think he just like the past couple of years writing those books kind of wore him down because it's not what he wanted to write but everyone loved him right and so it kind of gave him this exterior that he was like, eh, I'm not really into it. And he was finally proud of something he did. And then Kathy Bates made him burn his whole book. So you know. it's it's so well balanced because like you're not obviously you're not rooting for her. Right. But you're not really root. I mean, like you don't he is just um like a, a vanilla wafer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Personality wise. I mean, like he's not bad and he has no. like he has like a wry sense of humor. Um, his mm-hmm. books, he's just writing, he's kind of, you get the sense that he's this 
pretentious writer well from like what he's trying to transition into obviously uh, very few writers like intend to spend their entire career writing um you know one type of book or Mm -hmm. you know writing book uh paperback uh romance (laughs) novels but like I, i i don't know but she's also does such a good job it actually wasn't on display in that clip the range that was her freaking out when uh there's this really good tension early in the movie when he's reading the uh or when she goes to the store like he has a new book come out while she uh while he's in uh trapped at her house so she goes and gets the book and he already knows, we already know, right, from his talks with his yeah. agent that he killed off Misery. Yep. Um, but she doesn't know, of course. Oh, my gosh. So he's, like, stuck <laughs> in that bed. Already, at, at this point, how much does he know how, un, like, she hasn't really been unhinged up to this point, right? Uh, a little bit. When she read the first part of his book, she made him light it on fire. Oh, right. Okay, that was yeah, pretty Yeah, so just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was brutal, too, because, you know, again, like we the the balance between who you're rooting for, what you're not rooting for is like what you want. Like, obviously, we don't want to see his book that he just worked so hard on burned yeah. and is and she knows it's his only copy because that's his his ritual. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was pretty tragic. Um, and then after that, he's laying in bed knowing that she's going to get to the ending and the she keeps coming in and giving little up recaps on what she's yeah. read so far Ugh. and calling it uh genius or calling it perfect divine divine yeah. better than the <laughs> sistine chapel or yeah she's like who's um, that guy that did that thing and like, yeah sistine like chapel. The, it's the sistine chapel and then misery's um what's the last book called misery's um i don't, I don't know farewell it must not be that yeah i'm sure she would got it yeah maybe (laughs) Uh, but anyway yeah i i i just thought it was it was so like fun seeing it unfold between who would kind of outwit the other one obviously Mm -hmm. she had a big advantage um (laughs) captive wise but you we get to see him trying to uh you know maneuver his way around the apartment or around the house and um scheme to get out but mm-hmm. at every point he's just like thwarted um, yeah tries to drug her but she spills the wine he puts all the drug in yep. it took him so long yeah. to like <laughs> that was that was just hard to watch i was like finally he's got her, he's gonna drug her like something happened i was like oh no she spilled the wine the look yeah. on his face purpose? when she did that no no it was not on purpose <laughs> the look on she his face lucky. i mean he in the first i know yeah I knew, and I knew that he misplaced that porcelain cow or whatever. And I was like, oh, she's going to fucking see that. Oh, you noticed that? Mm-hmm. Wow. I was like, you put it the wrong way. Yeah, it's always idiot. facing true north or something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's when she, is that when she discovers just, or, or like, I'm trying not to jump around too much, but basically the, the, the acceleration of, torture goes from you know her burning his book to him when does he like 100 percent sure that that something is that he's needs to escape from there is that when she like leaves to go um she leaves to go to the store a couple times yeah like three or four times 
I think he realized it when let's see. Let's see. Mm, I'm not really sure. I mean, she does say that thing. Like after he, she reads the end of the book, she's like, no one even knows you're here. You're never going to escape. Like that's when he's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. After the point he was like, she was like, yeah, I went to the store. I called like your agent. I called your daughter to let her know, like you're okay. And all this stuff. And then she's like, by the way, none of that fucking happened. <laughs> right. And yeah, like that's like a, he's like, Oh, Oh shit. <laughs> what, um, what, uh, like, how do I put this? Okay. What, <laughs> what did you want for like, I mean, did, did, at any point were you like on board with her plan to have him write the the next chapter in the book or like you you know i mean like i said it's hard to it's hard to root for her but yeah it's it seemed at one point to be good for him to <laughs> start the writing yeah i, I love the writing montage where Me it's too. like showing all the different uh scenes changing mm-hmm. And yeah, and he's just cranking out chapter after chapter and she's reading yeah. it. And yeah. Well, part of me was like, is he gonna write three books and become like a bestseller again or something? Like, is this his like, should he just stay there? And then like, that's how he gets famous. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. Know. Well, did you read much about the the book version of this story? I know a lot well, of it's in the trivia. Um, I just read a little bit of it. I mean, more about the brutality of her and less about the rest of it, but yeah, well, I was like a lot of the notes I was reading were different than what's in the movie. Like early on, that's where you get the lawnmower Ooh, scene yeah. in the book, not in the movie. So Which she I'm like, glad they cut. Huh? Why is that? Because I think I mean what I read was they were like being too comical, and I think it might have come off hmm. comical, kind of like a serial mom thing. Do you remember that movie? Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Kind of recently. So yeah. yeah, or in the book or relatively early on, some a cop comes and um the, uh, the I guess the reason I'm asking is because that was a more clear signal that she was homicidal in the in the book came earlier on in the story than it does in this. And this it doesn't really happen until um he goes through that memory lane. Yeah book with the clippings it's kind of a it's definitely a, a movie trope that mm-hmm. or in a serial killer trope that they save um newspaper clippings and mementos and evidence basically revealing their their history <laughs> their dark yeah history. but it's convenient uh for the audience because we find out that she's been doing this for over 20 years and she's been um she killed her husband right her husband and she murdered a lot of babies yeah a lot of babies died while she was working in the the infant ward, which is a pretty hard or a pretty you know far line to cross, um, yeah. like so. If, if I, up, I mean, dude. yeah, it's yeah, really, yeah, to say the yeah. least. I hard mean, line, what, hard what, line. What, what can he say? I mean, the there might have been some ambiguity as to whether you know. Anyway, she's a she's clearly a, a murderer, and yeah. whether she murdered the babies with her own hands or her neglect, or you know, just was trying to. I guess she was trying to torture. She was trying to spare them mm-hmm. the the like shitty life circumstances that she had. Um, is the spin I guess in her yeah. head, but um, so spare them, you know, before they've experienced it. But anyway, mm-hmm. irredeemable. Um. Yeah. And all of this, of course, is 
leading up to the scene where what instigates her um, going on her monologue about what they used to do to minors that 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 were trying to escape their like slave labor, basically. Well, I know that she talks about him getting too strong, but I'm not sure where that I don't really remember where that comes from, where it came from. Well, his legs are starting to heal up, so she knows that he's going to leave. But what is it? But what instance makes her like want to do that to him? I don't remember. I think she comes in with the she comes in like in a really weird mood Um, when it's raining. Is it raining? Yeah, yeah, it's raining. Oh, no. And she's like, I've got a gun. I think I'm going to put bullets Bullets into it. it. And then I'm just going to go for a drive. Yeah, like she's I love you, but you'll never love me back. And I don't even say it. Yeah. Oh, great. (laughs) Yeah, so she leaves and so, he yeah, um, she falls in love with him. Yeah. It yeah. isn't his entirety, not just his writing. Right. Yeah, which is no surprise there. I mean, like it, it's never he he uses it a little bit to manipulate her with the dinner scene. Um mm-hmm. she's none the wiser after the dinner scene because she didn't like catch him spilling yeah. the, or putting the the drugs in there. Um but what happens is she leaves. This is I think when he goes and looks at the memory lane book mm-hmm. and doesn't put the penguin back in the right direction. And then I thought um, he dropped the penguin like a while ago, though. This is that's when he gets the knife as well. Mm. Those were two different two different times. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I want- she was crazy about the penguin. I think she may have messed that up, right? No, no, he did because he almost knocked it off with his broken foot thing. Ah, uh, OK. <laughs> and then right. he picked it up and it, like, he caught it and put it back. And I was like, oh, that's the okay. wrong way. But that happened before he saw the memory lane at a different time. So I feel like she knew he was getting out of his room like days before. Oh yeah. Cause she was like, I knew you were, yeah. Th- yeah I knew you got out, but I didn't know how. Yeah. And then she found his like, key. Yeah. Or yeah. His hair- hairpin thing. Bobby yeah. pin. Mm-hmm. But he wakes up, he had been, um, had been practicing how to pull a knife out of his sling. He, so he took a knife from the kitchen. He was, while she was gone, his plan was to wait up for her to get back and then when she came in to check on him he was gonna you know pounce and stab her but when she comes back she doesn't come to the room she you know always comes back and checks on him or whatever but she just goes straight up to her room and then when he wakes up the next day he's tied down no she injects him with that thing she comes at night later than he expects so he falls asleep she injects him with the needle and then wakes up to that Right. Okay. So yeah. yeah. And then when he wakes up, uh, he's tied, he's tied down and he's reaching for the knife and she's like, Oh, are you looking for this? Um, and then we get the infamous scene. So should we play the clip of it and then describe it or vice versa? Play the clip first. Did you say rice versa? Rice versa. Rice versa. Vice versa. Let's play Uh, the clip first. Yeah. Clip number three. Paul, do you know about the early days of the Kimberly diamond mines? Do you know what they did to the native workers who stole diamonds? Don't worry, they didn't kill them. He's strapped onto the bed at this point. Mercedes just because it had a broken spring. No, if they caught them, they had to make sure they could go on working, but they also had to make sure they could never run away. The operation was called hobbling. Nope, I don't like. Puts a two by four in between his legs. No. A four by four. Four by four. 
Foot by four? Whatever you think. Four, I'm four inches by four Please feet. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, God. Sledgehammer? Any God. I don't want to watch this again. <laughs> Sorry. Well, luckily, you only have to hear it. Well, I'm looking at it. Oh. Almost done. Luckily, they don't show the second one. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oof. Okay. All right. Now let's describe it in excruciating detail. <laughs> in pain. Um, <laughs> like this is like the in the famously in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's this scene where Leatherface lifts someone up onto a meat hook. Yeah. And everyone, if you ask them to describe it, they say like, "Oh my God, it was so gory." You see the hook like going through the person's chest, but they mm -hmm. don't actually show it in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, your mind just, Makes um, sense. yeah, like imagines it. So in this case, Ashley, describe what they do show and how they, sh you know, how it looks. <laughs> uh, well, um, so you see here with a, is it a mallet or a sledgehammer? I guess sledgehammer. I don't really know the difference. Sledgehammer. Okay. So she puts a metal or she puts a wood board. I don't, uh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, she takes the sledgehammer and she just bashes his ankle and his foot just goes completely sideways and snaps. Yeah. And so you see that the first one, like you're like, oh, fuck. And then uh -oh. she does it. The second one, you don't see it. You don't see it, but you know, it's exactly the same result. And his feet are just completely at like 90 degree angles, just like just off goosebumps. Like it's basically not his foot anymore. Yeah, so. it's it's like it's both worse and not as bad as you're describing at the same time, because she hits the outside of his foot. And it bends in towards the board. So you don't yeah. like you don't, but you don't see ligaments. You don't see there's zero no, no, blood. No, no, there's no tear. There's no, it's not hanging off. You definitely off. see the foot move you, though. You yeah. do. But like, but I'm saying it like goes behind the board. So like it's the way it moves. And actually, I think uh, I didn't know this, but I was reading in your, your notes, like mm -hmm. the way it moves can be described maybe by the method they used, um, which is, is a perfect, uh, explanation so how what did they use to do this practical effect uh i okay uh, i don't know if i have this like off the top of my head you do it jello <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah that's right uh, they put like because oh, it, it wobbles yeah 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 it's like it's like hitting a a, a mold of a foot that's in some kind of like a uh, wiggly base and it like it like jerks but it jiggles in inward and then mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, kind of like jiggles where it's, where it's hanging. Um, yeah. Well, in the, in the noise in the, too. Yeah. The noise is pretty gross. And in the book, he, she actually like takes an ax to his foot and cuts it off with an ax. He's, so he's, I thought that he's way more cut crippled his feet off too. No, yeah. it's just in the book. No. And this one, he's just, cause that's why in the end he has like a limp, but he's still walking to the cane. Like he has this. Oh yeah. He gets, off. he comes out pretty fine and which you shouldn't in the movie yeah, i was kind of surprised I was like oh you should have a cane and like a you're having a limp that's it i was like hmm yeah but. i mean the the other thing that was super gross maybe more graphic than that was just when they kept showing his like black his, his blue and, and oh. yeah like swollen like bruised blue uh legs and feet like before i didn't this expect happened. to see that i was just like oh yeah, yeah that was pretty that was pretty gross at one point she pulls pretty early on like she's like he's asking her 
you know, if he's going to be okay. And she's like, yeah, you're going to be okay, but your legs are have multiple compound fractures and yeah. she's like, got them all like splinted up, but they, she pulls back the hospital Ugh. or she pulls back the bed, the bed sheet. And, oof. It's the swollen feet for me. I was like, look, yeah. The purple, blue, black feet that are just like so big and puffy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They show that a couple times um, throughout the movie. So on a lighter note, sort of, um, <laughs> what did you think of the, someone who's not in the book is the sheriff and his wife. Um, the old, this older guy, Buster, in cowboy hat. Buster, great, um, like field jacket. I love this. him. He's yeah. my favorite. There's, they provide some comic relief and they, they give us an escape from the house. Just yeah. like, you know, he's trapped in there. We're trapped in there for most of the movie mm-hmm. either. You know, even when she leaves, we usually stay there with him. Yeah. Um, but we get a few cutaways to Buster uh, his like old school investigation, one cop in a, yeah. in a, in a no He's crime like, I'm town. the chief of the police. I'm the sheriff. I'm whatever you need me to be. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, he's so likable. So charming. He's got this mm-hmm. kind of like saucy relationship with his wife. Um, actually, isn't that, what, isn't that the word he keeps saying? Like, yeah. You're, you're so saucy. he comes in and says, like, uh, why do you wh- why are you moving my paperwork? And she's just like, ooh, you s- that sounded sexy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's always hitting on him. They're like driving. He's like, while we're in the car, I'm the sheriff. And you're like the deputies or whatever. And she's like, OK, fine. She's like touching his leg. Yeah. <laughs> really while she's cute. driving, I think. Oh, yeah. She's driving. Yeah. It's like really cute. <laughs> yeah. So he's that's the other thing about this. The story is we know that people are looking for him the whole time. They notice right away. I mean his literary agent notices. I mean, it's actually like a week, but yeah. still um, he should have been back and back to the city or whatever they were going to meet. Um, so they, people know he's missing and they just assume that he, you know, crashed and, and his car was buried in, in snow from the blizzard. Um, so the sheriff is doing his best flying around in a helicopter looking for clues, but you know, mm-hmm. there's really nothing, nothing he can deduce from there. He's reading all the the misery novels, yeah. And he actually finds a clue because uh, Kathy Bates' character, I guess, she, at a yeah, trial, she, qu- she quotes it in the trial. Yeah, like only so, God can judge me. Da da da. It's up to him or something. Right. Yeah. So she quotes one of the the Sheldon misery novels uh, conveniently in a court case. So all of this is to say that the sheriff is certainly going to be the hero of the story. He finally tracks down after he cracks the case he goes to her house and confronts her ashley and how does mm-hmm. that go poorly <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it goes well and he's like he's definitely he like does a whole sweep of everything and then he comes back he's like okay i'm gonna leave and she tries to give him like something to drink which obviously is gonna poison in it and he's like no i'm good and then he leaves he hears sheldon in the basement or someone in the basement he comes in he's like oh i fucking found him and then she shoots him with a shotgun and blows a huge hole in his chest. And I was like, yeah, but I knew he was going to die, but he was my favorite character. So I, yeah, I, I don't think she was going to poison him because it's better for her if he just, if he's leaves. fine, but he yeah. said, but he goes and I'll be back. Do you mind if I come back for like periodic sweeps? And then I was like, oh, if he does that, then he, she's going to get caught. And that's why I think she was going to poison him. Yeah. I mean, she would have, it would have been trouble for her, but she could have disposed of, she could have figured out something to leave yeah. or get rid of um 
Sheldon's body mm-hmm. because if she kills the sheriff of the town, then you know, yeah, she's gonna attract a, way more attention, even so. Yeah, that's but true. the problem with Buster is that, like all cops in movies like this, he goes alone, he doesn't tell anybody he's going. He, yeah, I mean, but, he, he did, but he did question the guy at the, the store, the general store. So at least the general store guy knows that he's like talking about her. So yeah, like that instance, but yeah, I mean, that's not really going to be helpful in the immediate but no but, no no but long term yeah. he disappears <laughs> yeah but i just mean and then he leaves and then he walks back in because he hears something suspicious and just right. has his back turned to her the whole time i guess the excuse is that who could imagine her just being that yeah evil except he knows because of her history right of you know crimes that she's been either you know minimally punished for or mm-hmm. accused of in the past so yeah he should know he, better yeah yeah but, but sad to see movie. him go he gets mm-hmm. he gets shot and then and then things quickly kind of <laughs> um turn into con versus uh kathy bates and a and a final showdown mm-hmm. so i don't know how did you how did what did you think of the kind of the climax of the movie with them fighting and everything i thought it was great <laughs> yeah it was i mean and at the one point you think you think she's dead. You're like, she'd always survive this. I don't remember he hits her with the typewriter, the typewriter. Yeah. And I was like, he, she's got to be gone. And then she's like, not gone. He hits her in the head, like pretty hard, three different times. Like the pig, if it was the pig, the one that, fi- that finally did it in the weighted pig thing. Yes. Yeah. With a lot misery. Of I guess it's with misery. He killed right. her. Yeah. Well, with the Aww. written word, he kills her with misery. Oh, yeah. I think in the book, like he stuffs, um, he chokes her with the, the manuscript itself that's what i was wondering i thought that was going to happen as like the death, yeah but yeah so there's some some unsubtle like ironies there mm-hmm. um also um what was i gonna say so she he's still kind of i mean is at this point is he he's been he's been training his upper body <laughs> by yeah, lifting the typewriter by lifting the typewriter yeah. um so he's got some strength but he still can't can't really walk Mm-hmm. So, um, it's not exactly a fair fight, but he outwits her and eventually takes her down. And then that's kind of all she wrote, so Oof. to speak. All he uh, wrote. Yeah. All he wrote. <laughs> uh, but man, what a, Oof. what a just like well constructed thriller where you've, mm-hmm. like you said, you've got mostly just two people acting off of each other. Incredible performance by kathy bates of yeah. course um, amazing shots yeah it's well edited yeah it's a really good movie i the last thing i wanted to say is like one of the reasons i watch this so frequently it's like people think of that one scene and and hear kind of our squeamish reaction to it mm-hmm. it's a very entertaining movie i mean it's a yeah. beautiful winter movie you get all these like awesome yeah. landscape shots mm-hmm. it's in colorado um, well i don't know if it take, i don't it's supposed to take place in colorado but i'm not sure hmm. there. yeah i wonder where they filmed it probably that that looked about right and then um their performances are just really entertaining like her performance as a as a evil um psycho killer is mm-hmm. like really fun so you know we heard some of the like silly silly dialogue and stuff but Oogie. like the what didn't you say oogie or something or like ooey or gooey or something maybe we do have one more clip maybe we should play that one because i think there's some choice expressions in that there oh yeah also it took place in nevada mm. 
did I say when I go to the feed store in town? Oh, now, Wally, give me a bag of that effing pig feed and 10 pounds of that bitchly cow corn. And in the bank, do I tell Mrs. Bollinger, oh, here's one big bastard of a check. Give me some of your Christing money. There, look there. See what you made me do? But I didn't cheer. I stood right up and started shouting. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, close enough. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we didn't get to the cock-a-doodle. Cock this isn't what happened doody. last week. Have you all got amnesia? They just cheated us. This isn't fair. He didn't get out of the cock-a-doody car. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that is another example <clears throat> where she just works herself up into a, a fury over, like, a memory and you know it perceived injustice in the world mm -hmm. she's diagnosably um deranged and you know could be treated with therapy potentially and pharmaceuticals but uh is probably not receiving any treatment for her condition i don't, I don't think she realizes what she's doing like no, she's not except... intentionally I, yeah i don't know it's it's fucking wild I would say, like, for instance, when she gets, like, really riled up about that, something, she starts spilling stuff all over his bed. Like, the his tomato urine, soup. His urine, you mean? Oh. His urine. Well, there's a lot. There's a couple things. Like, tomato soup to start, and then it's, like, his urine, and then it's the lighter fluid. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, right. Like, every time she's, like, just, like, haphazardly, like, storing things on him. I really like that. That was, like, a really, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like, every little. Okay, creeper. I, I totally. <laughs> well, the, the lighter fluid, I think, was a threat. The yeah. soup was an accident. And the urine, I think, was the first incident. Like she was, she had just, um, she was taking away his, you know, urine jar uh, that he was peeing in, and she was just not. She was completely oblivious. But like the way the scene was shot, like all he could do is see her just like, shaking urine. his urine <laughs> yeah. jar around, and like, and she just like doesn't care or have any like concern oh, that like she's holding, shaking around his pee. That was, <laughs> yeah. There's so many things like that. And like Derek mentioned, uh, this, when you just hear the clips in isolation or you think of the, the hobbling scene, mm -hmm. it can sound really over the top. Like her dialogue is straight up hammy, but <laughs> she's, it's, it's incredible that she was able to pull it off and make it seem like a believable character. And um, I can see why it was a very, I'm sure it was challenging, but a really rewarding performance for a relatively um, an actor who's relatively early on in their mm -hmm. their career where she can showcase like the really somber moments and the really, you know, high energy uh, deranged moments as well. So kudos to Kathy, yeah. Ashley. Um, anything else to point out before you uh, read us a little bit of your own? uh novel uh what just one question for derek do you know how many weeks in bed that james con slash john sheldon had to stay for the shooting how many weeks in bed like yeah. in reality yeah for the shooting like weeks as in like hours no as he's in weeks. filming as in weeks of filming <laughs> like, like okay so like in the film no no in real life for the film no three weeks <laughs> 15 weeks jesus christ yeah i just thought throw it out there that's 
ridiculous. But that's it. That's all you I thought. Have to I was going to say 32 weeks or something crazy. No, but no, I, well, no that's my, crazy because that's head, longer than a said, normal film shoot. Or yeah. I mean, yeah. In my head, I would be like four or five max. But yeah, 15 weeks is absurd. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. Just thought, you know. Okay. Well, that's yeah, it. it seems, I mean, for we're talking, you know, an hour of bad footage. So, yeah. Even though that is the majority of the movie, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I guess that must not have been the day he came in too hungover. Maybe that was not a bad oh, scene. Yeah. When they re- could, had to redo how, everything. Yeah. How could they not use that somehow? I mean, he looks, what do you mean? So he was really hungover one of the days of filming and they pretended that like they had to reshoot everything because there's something wrong like the lab testing or something for like the film. But it was really just he was hungover and he fucked up all the scenes. So they had to redo it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Party too hard. Probably he looked hung over the entire time. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah how yeah, could that have true. even been a problem? But I, yeah. I read that in Ashley's notes. So, anyway. <laughs> um, cool, Ashley. Well, uh, it's all you. Uh, what is misery up to in her old age? Okay, Ashley's Here. poetry corner. Here's my poem. <clears throat> oh man, I always get a little nervous and a little like flushed. Okay, <laughs> Paul Sheldon is a famous is a famous novelist who just finished his last book. He drives through a blizzard in his 1966 Ford Mustang. What a rook. His car can't handle the snowstorm and off it goes down quite the cliff. Good thing Annie Wilkes is there to save him in a jiff. She uses a crowbar and carries him to safety like he weighs two pounds. And he wakes up in bed with brutal injuries to his legs, swollen purple feet. It's way worse than it sounds. <laughs> Annie quickly reveals that he, she's Paul's number one fan, which at first sounds sweet, but he really should have ran. Too bad he was bedridden, remember? stuck with her for what seems like years the whole town assumes he's dead minus the sheriff buster it appears she displays acts of anger at the drop of a hat after finishing the latest misery book where misery dies during childbirth annie is shook she demands he writes a new novel one that she can appreciate and he starts to write with little debate he sneaks around the house and tries to get away but annie finds out notices his legs are getting stronger and decides to play so to his ankles, she goes with a big fucking sledgehammer and crack, crack. They're now both sideways. Visualize Ugh. that shit. It's a whack. More, <laughs> things, more things happen, but this is getting a tad long. And that wasn't the plan. Annie and Paul have a brutal fight. She dies, but she still is number one fan. I'll just close with this. Hobble, hobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> <laughs> Happy post-Thanksgiving. Yeah. Predator yeah, yeah. and now. Misery. <laughs> um, who would win in a fight? We didn't include her in the alien category last week, but um, any of the other aliens. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but she's still pretty formidable. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if she could like, yeah, it would be a fun to see this movie with like the predator in the role of James Con. <laughs> but some celebrity death match. Like just uh, like super the... injured. Oh, yeah. with the clay or the, the cl- claymation? claymation predator versus uh, <laughs> Kathy yeah. Bates. And then Hanson's on the side too. Just kidding. Yeah, they should mash up more, you know, different types of villains. Think outside the box. Thank you, Ashley. That was incredible as always. Um, We will finish our discussion of misery in a little bit. But before we do that, we have to play our favorite game, Rank the Blank. Crack, crack, crack. Ew. Rank to Blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. 
this week's topic rank the worst nurse <laughs> oh, it rolls <laughs> um, off the tongue yeah <laughs> so inspired by Annie Wilkes of course we are going to be discussing um bad nurses um so bad they're good maybe so bad they're <laughs> bad um some of them might be like you know the the Halloween stereotypically sexy bad nurse but whatever direction we're going to go in we will uh give our our choices but before we do that ashley how about some honorable mentions that we did not choose all right we have nurse ratchet that's one flew of the cuckoo's nest right that yep. one yeah uh vampire nurses in bordello of blood faceless deformed puppet nurses from silent hill which are mm. fucking so yeah, creepy those are fucking creepy that whole scene like that whole oh okay um freddie as a nurse in nightmare on elm street three dream warriors <laughs> And the horror movie called Nurse 3D tagline, your pain is her pleasure, which I watched the trailer for today because I was going to maybe choose that one. And then I decided not to. So, yeah, I've seen some of it and it's it's not a complete movie. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Um, OK, well, those are uh, some obviously Nurse Ratchet, um, which we didn't pick, is the definitive example of this. Um as far as our nominees go, Annie Wilkes in Misery is maybe. Wait, wait. did we get what? any uh, Instagram responses uh, on did our you not Instagram? Do I just wrote in there. Instagram. No, we did not. So in the future, you can put your <laughs> responses in. Drew? Yes. By <laughs> following New Release Podcast on Instagram. At New Release Podcast on yeah. Instagram. Good reminder. Uh, we need to get those response rates up pronto. So, or should I say stat? Um, nice. <laughs> Annie Wilkes from Misery uh, is probably one of the first nurses you think of when you're thinking of bad nurses. So we've talked about her a bunch and we will figure out how she stacks up against the rest of our choices. Ashley, what's yours? That's a bit of a stretch, but maybe... Do you remember that movie called The Frighteners? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Gary Busey's son, Jake, is in it, and he dresses up as a nurse <laughs> in the ward and kills this first 13 people with his girlfriend. Okay, yeah, that counts. So he's not technically a nurse, but he pretends to be one and then murders a lot of people. So that's who I'm going with. That's a that's a great segue to mine because I'm going with uh, the L driver character from oh, okay. Kill Bill. He's also not a nurse, <laughs> but she plays one in a Tarantino movie. Um, I was refreshing myself on, you know, her appearance. She's only a nurse in one scene in the movie, basically, yeah. um, with the iconic eye patch, of course, uh, mm -hmm. for the entirety of her screen time, but the nurse outfit for the scene where Uma Thurman is in a coma and she's been sent to like poison her. And just, I mean, I can't do the whistling song, but she's either. whistling and we get this cool split screen of her, like preparing the poison or preparing, you know, the, the, the medication and then um, split between, you know, and we see her like walking towards Uma's room and, and whatnot so it's a really haunting scene she just kind of like walks straight into the hospital because she's in a nurse outfit a sexy nurse outfit yeah and that's her whole her whole like <laughs> undercover disguise and and just goes about her um her killing business from from there so um 
iconic movie and, and scene and nurse mm-hmm. appearance. Derek, what about you? I am choosing a really good bad nurse, Nurse Jackie. <laughs> nice. Yeah. She steals all the drugs from the hospital, mm-hmm. takes them, but then still proceeds to be a very good nurse. This was a Showtime show? Yeah, it was with Edie Falco. I think it was either, yeah, it was Showtime, not HBO. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a little bit of it, but not that much. It's kind of, I mean, House obviously isn't a nurse, but um, kind of similar or an analog to his character where he can be, um, well, he's he's addicted to, to various pain medications and mm-hmm. can be difficult, but is ultimately like redeemed by being really good at his job. So she's, you know, flawed, but skilled at yeah. the most important parts until I'm sure, you know, as TV shows go, she probably has some fuck ups um, that are costly. Derek, is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what yeah. about, oh, it's a podcast. You could do Dr. Death. Well, he's a doctor. I think Dr. Death. But yeah, bad doctors would open things up quite a bit. Nurse um, is tough, a little tougher. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, since nobody picked the most obvious answers, we are. It's going to be hard for any of these to compete with Andy yeah. Wilkes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I almost picked Nurse Ratchet, and I was like, actually, in my mind, Andy Wilkes is still worse. So. Yeah. Uh, those are the. I mean, that those are the two biggest. That's like the alien and the predator of mm-hmm. the the worst nurse genre. So as far as uh, I think we're, I think Annie's gonna win. But yeah. um, Ashley, you and I both picked fake nurses. I think mine <laughs> is cooler and more cinematic, but yours has a higher kill count. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. So mm, I'll go. I think higher. Well. Because Annie Wilkes killed a lot of people too, so I'm gonna I mean, go Elle kills count. a lot of people. She's an assassin. It's but just not that... as not dressed as a nurse. Exactly. <laughs> well, we, not that we know of. Yeah, she Derek, used a nurse, nurse outfit once. Kill, kill a lot of people. No, or any people. N- not okay. a lot. She might have fucked up a couple times by accident. Does she yeah, fuck up she like was... her relationships and her? You know, oh, she, does yeah. she miss her kids' birthdays and shit? Yeah, she at least cheats on her husband. Yeah. yeah, she she does all sorts of fucked up stuff, but not to her patients. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So, so Nurse Jackie is the nurse. most redeeming. Right. I think Nurse Jackie's last. Okay. Yeah. I, it sounds like the podcast uh, movie wins again. For sure. Yeah. But then who wins over Drew and I? L Driver just is second. Just she's kind of iconic. Yeah. 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 That's fine. She's got one eye. How did she get that one eye? I don't know. She probably. And with her one squished it. Oh, no. She squishes the second one. Right. Or wait, no, yeah, that's that's it a, was his... it was Pi May. So the, oh, the, okay. the same dude that that the bride character mm-hmm. gets gets uh, trained by. They okay. do a, a very brief flashback to when when L was being trained and, and he rips out her her eye because she was a bad, rotten. Student. She's a bad nurse because she only has one eye. <laughs> yeah, she's somehow able to still be a good assassin. But, you yeah, know, maybe maybe you only need one eye for that. So. I don't yeah. know the frighteners, so. Okay. so. That's fine. You should watch it. I think you'd really like it. Um, but we should do so. Annie Wilkes, Misery. Then we'll do L Driver for Kill Bill. Then we'll do Frighteners with Baby Busey and then Nurse Jackie. Okay. Well, that means we get one more uh, mystery. Yes. And that is the podcast movie for the third week in a row. Damn. Damn. 
All right. When I was praying, God told me to get ready. Get ready for what? To be uh. his replacement. He gave so much pleasure to so many people. Was there with the sheriff? There's a shortage mm -hmm. of pleasure on the planet these days. When he's looking he around her house. Mm -hmm. God told me since I was his number one fan that I should make up new stories as if I was Paul Sheldon. <laughs> so I went to town and I bought a typewriter and paper to type on the same kind Paul Sheldon used. Creepy. And I turned the guest bedroom mm -hmm. into a writing yeah, studio. She's... Would you like to see it? Sure. It's right this way. Mm. Yeah. Yep. We played that the, was we, all of Paul Sheldon's stuff that she said she bought. <laughs> yes. And we played the more animated um, clips of her earlier, but this one uh, actually shows off like you can tell. I mean, obviously, at this point in the movie, she's done a, a bunch of horrible shit. But yeah. so there's like this fakeness to that delivery and in, in her hospitality. But it still is like she has like eight different modes and, mm -hmm. and styles of, of performance in this, like just you, that you could, you know, everything from just completely uh, sullen and depressed to cock duty to this kind of like <laughs> fake middle ground where, yeah, it's, it's, she's got more gears than a 66 Mustang. Uh, something nice. Nice. People say, yeah. Um, all right. Well, the movie is the winner three weeks in a row. That's it for Rank the Blank this week. Now back to our feature presentation. Whew. Okay, Ashley, how are fans and critics reacting to this movie? Um, everyone loves it. <laughs> So much so that it won some awards. Ooh, um, yeah, we usually, don't, we usually don't have a lot of awards <laughs> as of late, but uh, just to skip ahead a little bit. Um, she did win an Academy Award, Kathy Bates said, and nice. a Golden Globe. And during her Oscar speech, she said, I'd like to thank Jimmy Khan and apologize publicly for his ankles, <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's she amazing. won like one of the top. I mean, best actress. Yeah. Uh, Academy Award is is the second most. I mean, there's Best Picture, and then there's the Best Actor category. So it's it's a really um, rare award for. Uh, this is the first time a woman in a horror movie yep. had won it, and mm -hmm. horror movies never get recognized in general. So in well no Stephen deserved. King, no Stephen yeah. King adaptation had been recognized um, for an acting award at least. Um, she killed at this it. point. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. she yeah. almost killed it. Trying to kill it. <laughs> uh, she killed she some, broke some it. of it. She broke yeah. the, the ankle ceiling. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some critics would say uh, Bates turns Wilkes into the nastiest nurse to reach the screen since Louis Fletcher tormented Jack Nicholson one flew of two's nest. So it makes sense that she won her ring to blank. Mm -hmm. And then um, Ebert said, it is a good story, a natural, and it grabs us. But just as there is almost no way to screw it up, so there's hardly any way to bring it above a certain level of inspiration, many competent directors could have done what Reiner does here. And perhaps many other actors could have done what Khan does, although the Kathy Bates performance is trickier and more special. The result is good craftsmanship and a movie that works. It does not illuminate, challenge, or inspire, but it works. Okay. Well, that's, so a, that's yeah. not a purely positive no. take, but I mean, it's a slightly critical, but... 
mm-hmm. nuanced take Do on the movie. Do you want to hear it from the, the I don't mouth? think we need... I, I, we have a Siskel and Ebert clip, but I don't... Th- that that sums it up pretty well. Okay. So let's All just right. um, save Keep him rolling. for later. Yeah. Um, did Misery do well? In the, I feel like with horror movies, it's tough. Did it do well in the box office? Let's see. It did pretty well. There's a little movie called Home Alone that's still picking up steam. <laughs> it's actually Home Alone did have a small a small drop off this week from um, last week, but still made 14 million. And um, Misery in fewer theaters um, made 10 million. So Ooh, this okay. is. This is an R-rated movie, right? It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just the all the parents that drop their kids off at home alone for the third time or whatever, or you know, just like overflow business from like everyone going being in the movie going spirit probably benefited misery. Counter programming is sometimes an effective strategy. Um, predator tired of watching tired of watching ghosts. Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, well, Ghost is still at number eight. It will not. Ne- yeah. <laughs> it will never die. And so is Child's Play at number nine, and Predator Two at number five. So, dang. Um, okay. Yeah, things are, things are heating up at the box office. So, would we consider this movie a new release or old news? What this do you guys think? Pretty easy. Yeah, Derek, yeah. you want to start? New release. Yeah. New release. Another unanimous. Old news. I'm just kidding. New release for sure. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> it's such a, a good film. Act, so acting good. is amazing. Again, the shots, like the quality of the film, it was just all, like you said, Ashley. Like it could have gone on another mm-hmm. 30 minutes, and I would not have been bored. No, I, I just yeah, I really enjoyed it. They even made it into like a Broadway production at one point. I yeah, I was gonna say I thought they did. Um, <laughs> you can't underestimate how like if you only know, or, you know, you might've seen it once or only know its reputation, it's, <laughs> it's way more entertaining than it is like horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. mean, the, the horrifying moments are, uh, legit, but like, don't be, don't be turned off from it because of its reputation or because it's a Stephen King story. It's definitely, I don't know if we actually did best Stephen King adaptations we've done uh, at least three or more of his movies for the podcast but anyway this one's right up there with with The Shining and Carrie and all of his best adaptations Christine stand yeah sure if you're into that well I've never seen it this one's the less like uh sci-fi of them all that we've watched yeah it's like the most realistic yeah oh yeah Firestarter is another one we watched yeah and the rat movie, right? That's Stephen King. Yep. Yep. That's this one. <laughs> a little better than that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so how 90s is misery? Hair, actors, tropes, music, etc. Right now we have Home Alone with 90 out of 90. Yep. Um, Teenage Mutant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of 89 out of 90, pump up the volume with 87, and house party with 84. Does this break the top four? Mm. The at when when do y'all think the book came out? I mean, I know the answer. So. Late seventies, early eighties. No, late eighties. Oh, okay. Eighty-seven, actually. Oh, so no really quick turnaround. <laughs> I, I think I have that right. Um, Ashley's birth year. Um, yep. So like, the my initial initial like inclination would have been to say like, well, this isn't even set anywhere close to the. You know, it's probably set like in the seventies or something. But, um. 
it did come out close to 1990 but that said like we're we spend our time in an old farmhouse where she's got like Mm -hmm. um knickknacks and and nothing modern she listens to um uh what is it liberace yeah 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 older music what does she drink uh milk piss sovereign what was it sodium blanc but she said don perignon yeah so So she drinks don perignon she's uncultured um she's trying her best guys that was that was actually probably this where i felt the most uh bad for her is like he doesn't like shame her or anything but she's just listing off like the things that he always has to have a, a, a one cigarette a match and a bottle of don perignon and, and just one like, glass of it yeah when he repeats it it sounds like it, it, he's he's making fun of her for her like uncultured yeah. small town background so anyway um that was like the one time i felt <laughs> genuine sympathy for her uh all of that aside it's not very 90s i mean no, no i wouldn't say so either yeah so 80s, 70s 60s I'm at the year it oh, yeah. could be portrayed. <laughs> so yeah. are we thinking like arachnophobia is at 60, Joe, Joe versus volcano 62, tales from the dark side. Lower, 65. lower than those fifties. Yeah. Troll I'm two, thinking... 54, 50. Last, I, I'd still say lower. it's between, I mean, crybaby was fi- 55. Brain dead brain at 43. De- you know what? I don't think this be- beats brain dead. Brain no. had a lot yeah, of practical so effects that were badass that happened. It has to be Back to the Future 3. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, we might have been a little low on some of these, but I, I think because I, Crybaby is set in like the 50s or something. I don't Maybe this is the lowest. Like, is it lower than 19, the class of 1999? Mm. <laughs> Which we gave an infinitesimal. 0.1799. I know. I think it's like in the it's a Stephen. Okay, so it's a Stephen King adaptation. Which all right, is yeah. all twenty-five. Twenty-five. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was gonna go higher than that, but <laughs> it, I don't think so. Once you get below like fifty, I mean, it's, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter too much. Are there any um, numbers in the movie? You could just make it the number for the movie. Like, what novel is it? Like eight. <laughs> that hmm. I don't know. How miserable. <laughs> How miserable. Well, you uh, said he was in bed for fifteen weeks, right? Yeah, let's give it so 15, I guess. Yeah, let's fine. give it a 15. Yikes. Okay. Okay. Oof. We might rethink that later. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so as far as the new release gift shop, so each week when we watch a movie, we take something from the movie and make it to go to the gift shop, and then we get profits off of it. So. Yep. Mm, Bottled urine. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> I feel like we have uh, a lot of like weird drinking things or like yeah. eating, like bringing food in a cup. And some gangsta sugar pops that are bloody when you like dip the <laughs> Uzi into them. So, you know, maybe not food, maybe something else. Okay. Um, there's, I mean, there's some obvious answers. Um, I'm at a loss I, this week. I was going to do the, like, the little porcelain uh, penguin. Oh, yeah. I was, well, I was going to say a little pig, but um, penguin too. Penguin stuffed um, animal named Misery. It was, he was really cute. I mean, pig was pig stuffed animal. Was he cute or disgusting and massive? No, he was really and probably cute. ate all the dead bodies. That she <laughs> yeah. or the dead babies. Who knows? He was still so, cute. What? How? Why? Why don't we stuff um, Kathy Bates' his character and make a stuffed animal out of her? 
Ooh, you know what? That's a good. That's a uh, Ooh, you yeah. Know what? No, a that's pillow, a good idea. A pillow you, with her face you, on it. You push her her belly, and she says like some of her quotes from the movie. I'm your number one fan. Oh wow, yeah, Kathy Bates talking. Ooh, I like that talking pillow. Okay, done. Talking pillow. Okay, talking yeah, pillow. yeah, because he's pillow in talk. Pillow talk with Bates. Perfect. Oh my god, this actually might be cockadoodle doo. This is actually pretty good. Like you lay your head, you lay your head down, and she whispers sweet. <laughs> misery is that's what it is yeah i actually okay sold done that's gonna, that's, that's gonna sell out cool all right and i actually want one of these as a yeah i do too can we make it we are we are gonna make it yes we have okay. made it it's already in production and they are oh, that was quick on sale now okay perfect all right so At what new release is... podcast on instagram you can yep. find oh, our yeah. store or etsy store our etsy store <laughs> Okay, so what is next week, Drew? Yeah, next week we are taking our final break, sort of, for the year while we preview what's coming for the rest of the winter. So we've got some really cool movies for the month of December, and we're going to be looking ahead to those in honor of the holidays. Also in honor of the holidays, we have a little message from Walmart. <laughs> really official official sponsor really oh. Oh. okay oops ah oh, dang it give me a sec oh, they're gonna revoke the hefty yeah, hefty like, multi-million dollar ad We're spot out. they bought yeah. all right walmart here you go Came home on Christmas Eve and someone had broken into our house and stolen all of our Christmas presents. We called Walmart and Mike Mark. said he would be glad to open the store for us. There's no way I could have even thought about saying no because those kids, they had nothing for Christmas. We were able to fill up three whole shopping carts full of toys. Just knowing those kids had a Christmas really made it worthwhile to me. We try to make your day a little brighter, <laughs> holiday time or any time. Walmart gave me the best Christmas present I've ever had. I've ever had. It sounds like it could be a love, horror movie in the making. Yeah. I when I when I was prepping for the podcast, I was like, "There's a fucking horror film called Walmart." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, if you want to find out um, what's happening on aisle thirteen, then you should subscribe to the podcast by searching "New Release" on Apple or Spotify or anywhere else you get podcast. Ashley, that's a whack. Or wrap like a gift wrap. Mm, whack like his ankles, but yes. <laughs>